I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. Boys, we are here to ranch. James, we have to do justice before just sliding right into the top four. Today. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four, and you trot out a BT. What on earth? I don't have an option. Welcome, welcome to Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Today is January 21st, Tuesday. Uh, match week 23 recap. We are recording on MLK Day. Shout out MLK. Shout out the day off. It's it's light outside, so um, some funky vibes in the Prem Prem studio. Obviously, I got Pat here joining me. How you doing? What's up, James? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it is nice to kind of do one of these on our terms, you know, just kind of settle in. I did grocery shopping, got the chili going in the slow cooker, so I'm, I am, I'm feeling relaxed Ooh. and comfortable, and, and I'm, I'm ready to talk about some Premier League. Yeah, we are really flipping the script on our head. Uh, true innov- innovators of the podcast game. And I think today we can go back to our roots and run a little, you know, we said 2020 was the year of going back to our roots. We're going to run a little less structured than we normally do instead of the three game, you know, your pick, my pick, fan pick. Um, we're going to dare the fans to stop listening to us and just running it the way we want to run it. Mm-hmm. It's a gambit that we're playing. It's like, how badly do you want your voice to be heard? Yeah. And in that, vain please let us know if you like what we're doing or not we do really that's appreciate the we feedback. do still care and the questions we want to know we want to talk about stuff that's relevant to you uh, but how we want to do it yeah um we're just playing a little hard to get that's all we'll come around it's a, it's a uh, coy dance it is it is so uh pawn to e4 your move uh let's kick it off with a fantasy update followed by i'm looking through my match notes i don't think a whole lot of big games happen this weekend but we'll find a couple and then obviously the segments you all know and love but first off prem de la prem is brought to you by nobody insert your ad here we are open for business i think solar.com's been playing a little coy themselves you know um we're still in negotiations there canada dry has uh yet to receive our proposal um patrick i don't know if you have any other leads no, no, Stumptown Coffees gave us an explicit no. Um, <laughs> so we're, op- we're, 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 we won't be drinking that on air uh, per their request anymore. Explicit no and a subpoena for court. Yeah, yeah. We misrepresented their values, they said. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, we are still open for business. We are looking for more sponsors, fans alike that will support th- the pod. Absolutely. And I guess on a semi-serious note, um, if you have a f- friend or family or any sort of small business connection who just want to get their word out there, uh, we are charging all-time low prices. And by that, I mean, just tell us what you're willing to pay us. And, uh, you know, cards on the table, guys. Yeah, you can't become a shrewd negotiator until you learn how to negotiate. So we're, we're starting low. I just finished reading Woodward's book. Here's what I got. <laughs> that's, that's art of the deal, too, I heard. It was just flying off the bookshelves. Return of the deal. <laughs> All right. Fantasy update. We have a juicy top four situation, and I'm going to read them reverse style if you're mm. ready for it. I am. Uh, it's been a while since we've done this, so this may it's come as a shock. While. Or if you, uh, if you know him and his general aura, it might not come as a surprise at all. But Andy the Engineer, after a rip-roaring start, has dropped a fourth place at a total of... 1,273 points. That's Andy the Engineer, dropped down to fourth, and it looks like it's going to get worse before it gets better. Vintage Arsenal. (laughs) Yeah, I thought his favorite team was Leicester. Weird. Uh, And then get this. Third place, second place, first place. 1,280, 1,281, 1,282. I could not make this up. We are on the 15-game stretch to the end of the season, and it is hot at the top. Who's so, the uh, who? Who are the three? All right. Well, I'm glad you asked, Patrick. In third place, it's a it's a name we're familiar with. He kind of lurks in the shadows, but he's always been around the top. We got Zin and Tonic. That's Matt Morton. Um, and then in a similar vein to Ben Reed, who won Stonks. Matt, um, if you want to get in touch with us, you know, start the dialogue. Let's start a dialogue. Reach out to us on Prem Prem Podcast or uh, you know Patrick's personal email, which I mentioned on the last episode, and we will get in touch because we want to hear from you. And I say that because the other two are known Prem heads. In second place is Ali Gunnar Sakir, uh, Mr. Nigel Burton. Wow. And 
that is a man with a lot of time on his hands and a man who runs his own separate spreadsheets to keep us honest. So I'm not trifling with uh, with him or his determination to win the game. We never should have raised the stakes. The stakes were too high. I need to go back to that email where we promised our viewers and players gifts. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna sh- gonna you should go back th- to that email. You should never send that the, email. I'm going to read the fine print. <laughs> I'm going to read the fine print. I don't know what we can back out. First place, we're guaranteeing. First place, we're guaranteeing. James made some other promises that we'll, we'll live up to. but uh, In we're, some we're, way, shape, or form. James, like we'll, I said, we'll, fine um, print. Why don't you stick around off air? We'll, I want to chat first. <laughs> we'll circle back offline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's first up there with place, First place, the player to beat by a single point as of right now is Will Jones, who is a chameleon <laughs> of names on the table as of right now his name is uh and this has a story to it my friend is okay no <laughs> are you as an arsenal fan patrick are you familiar with that name does that mean anything to you that's uh sandy Cazorla, isn't it oh god okay so you're aware of it yeah it's it's deep in the in the in the gunner sphere and i feel like will gently dangled this out on the line to have us talk about it i feel like i need to read the post for people who aren't familiar please do Okay. I'm a little upset you're already familiar. It takes away the shock value, but this is for all it's, the fans it's out there. A, it's, a, it's a top five comment in terms of volume on the Arsenal subreddit. It's all time. Okay, Every so, time somebody's not doing something, they should be. My friend is okay, no? Yeah, my friend is okay, no? Okay, so here's how this all started for a little bit of context. Will, congrats. You baited us into a segment. Uh, I'm going to get through this pretty quick, but it's, it's, it's a trip. So all-time post on the Arsenal Reddit. The subject is, I had a very strange dream about Arsenal. And here's how it goes. Story time. I've just come back from work. As I open the door, I notice there are at least a dozen Puma football boots in the hallway. I find this quite strange. Obviously, I have guests over, but I never expected them. I go upstairs, and I see pretty much the entire Arsenal starting 11 that played against Swansea yesterday and a few others. They all give me high fives, shake my hand, talk with me, and make me feel quite special. Then when I get into my bedroom, Petr Cech tells me that he doesn't think it's a good idea. I laugh it off and just go through anyway, as I would like to change out of my work clothes. I go into my bedroom and I see Gabrielle Polista, wow, deep cut, mm-hmm. in, nothing but a, in nothing but a towel and a video recorder in his hand. He's recording Santi Cazorla having sex with my girlfriend, parentheses, missionary. Cazorla is in nothing but a Villarreal football shirt, which I found quite strange, and he's thrusting in and out very quickly. In my dream, I put my hand on Cazorla's shoulder from behind him and tell him, mate, I think that's enough. He responds with, my friend, is okay, no? (laughs) I tell him that it's definitely not okay. At this point, my girlfriend Emily doesn't even acknowledge my existence. Jaka comes in and gets me into a full Nelson and drags me out of the room. I've been manhandled, ridiculed, and disrespected in my own property by people that I once looked up to. I'm sitting at the bottom of my stairs, quite bemused. The doorbell rings. I open the door, and it's Arsene Wenger. Finally, a man of such respect, regard, and authority who would restore order in my own household. I approach him, congratulate him on the 20 years, and then go on to explain what has been happening upstairs. He has a trademark smirk on his face and tells me he will take care of it. He practically bypasses the orderly queue formed outside of my room and enters as Santi and Gabby walk out. The next 30 minutes are just followed by loud thumps and squeaking, which clearly shows that he was just as bad as the rest of them. At this point, I woke up because of my alarm, but as I was in the shower, I was like, what the fuck did I just dream about? It's um, Well done. Well done. Yeah, I mean, and also just the fact that that gets shared so that more people can enjoy that. Even, I mean, I don't even, it, it's got to be a true dream, which is just bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not just coming up with that. Yeah. Like, that um, happened to some it, no, it had human to be being. It had to be true. Someone out there had that dream. <laughs> man, we should get that guy on the cast. Let's put, let's put a pin in that one. I, I mean, if, if, it's, uh, if the username is still attached, let's, let's, let's DM him. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, Actually, we'll let's, let's circle back offline on that one. All right. <laughs> let's get into the games. Match week 23. Uh, Patrick, I'm looking at my notes. I feel like not a whole lot happened this weekend. Maybe we talk a little relegation battle? No, no, um, James. I think something happened, and I think we need huh. to talk about it. Huh, weird. It was happening at the, um, the top of the table and at a little further down as well. Well, yeah, uh, surrounding top four. <laughs> <laughs> top four adjacent. <laughs> top four adjacent. Yeah, I mean, 
try as I might to avoid it, it was the United-Liverpool game. Uh, it used to be the game, or maybe it still is the game that, you know, fans and tourists alike would circle as a bucketless game to watch and go see live. Um, it happened at Anfield this weekend, and there was not a whole lot to talk about. It was a routine game, and we get on with business next week. Is that that, is that covers you, it, right? Is that how you really feel? <laughs> you want to know how I really felt? The game ended, and I just kind of moved on to the next thing I was doing that day, and I wasn't that upset. And then I had a moment where I was upset that I wasn't that upset. I remember you saying in the past something about apathy in Arsenal, and I can't remember what the quote was, but that felt pretty apropos. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the exact quote, but yeah, I mean, I think you were... I don't remember what the game was. I think it was the um, the Arsenal City game. You were just like, you're not even mad. Like, what? And I'm just like, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. it just is what it is, man. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so it would have been the mirror image of that with just a little extra bite, I guess, that it was, it was you know, the United-Liverpool game. Sure. Not, not so much a derby, but like the red-letter game. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I... Mean, I I, I I thought it was a pretty enjoyable game, you know. All in all, um, obviously, you know, I'm not I'm not tr- truly not having to go. I think that the um, at Anfield with the side that United would, had to field, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they had on a, on a on a better day for them. They would probably have taken a chance or two, and um, you know, Liverpool again against United wasn't as sharp as 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 they could have been. But I mean, the goal for quality is 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 pretty yeah. immense you know and it's, it just eventually that was the difference you know the quality that liverpool had to take their chances and united couldn't quite pull off the final chance i'm mean, thinking of the Pereira chance you know things you were like whoa was that just a chance and then it was gone you know um yeah they needed yeah. to be able to take those no i mean i think naturally the conversation might skew to united and what's happening just it's the nature of our bias but Let's have a moment for Liverpool, who I think were full value for the win. I'm not one of those fans. Sure, I was reading sure. A lot of, I was reading a lot of the United um, reaction, and they were like, you know, if we just fixed, if if we just cared about our tactical marking from corners and didn't go zone, you know, this game was there for the taking, or it would have been one-one or whatever. I I don't agree with that. No, I think we were thoroughly I... outclassed, and it's one of those things where like. Yeah, it would have been a smash and grab. We had two chances that I can remember. It was Martial on the volley, and then Pereira, who uh, apparently is Brazilian. Uh, that one's that one's beyond me. But those were the two chances we had. Whereas I thought Liverpool, every time they went forward, were a threat, and they had that goal rightfully disallowed from, in my opinion, Van Dijk on De Gea, uh, Craig Paulson with the absolute shocker of a refereeing performance. But. Um, yeah, every time Liverpool went forward, they had creativity in what they were, um, how they were moving and passing the ball, and we had none of that. So I, I, I want to give Liverpool their yeah. moment. It was full value victory. So that you won't get a, a moan from me on that. Yeah, not yeah. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, also, yeah, yeah, two disallowed goals, rightfully so for Liverpool. Uh, Henderson hit the post. De Gea made a few saves. Uh, oh yeah, Mane I forgot about the Salah. offsides goal too. Yeah, yeah, both both myth chances. You think they would take on a different day? So, uh, yeah, hundred percent agree. And it's just it's, I mean, it's just remarkable what this team is doing. I don't. I, it, it's going to be harder for you as a, um, as a United fan, surely. But I'm I'm, I've I've reached this the acceptance stage of what's going to happen, and I'm just yeah. sitting back and kind of enjoying what is what is one of one of the most dominant performances. Uh, I've I've ever seen, and you know, if it, if it continues, mm-hmm. I think it would have to be considered it's, that. It's it's, it's remarkable to watch. It really is, and and the energy at Anfield, uh, the way that they scored the late equalizer, and how late it was, and you know, they put the game on ice. Uh, you know, it's they're they're going to be celebrating like they've won the title for you know fifteen more games because they they have. Yeah, it's it's a coronation, and the only people who aren't saying it rightfully so are, are Klopp and the players. I think that would be professional mistake if they were to do that but sure. it, it's known and I think it happened to me in two stages um, obviously we we said was the City Liverpool game a, a can't lose or a must win for City and uh, you know and they ended up losing that game so that was one shocking moment and then I just remember Liverpool away to Leicester over the holiday break where they just dismantled them mm-hmm. and any last remaining hope died there that day right so I wasn't looking at this as a can we break up you know Liverpool's title charge I looked at it as 
can we go out there and, and show some guts? And credit to the players, uh, this is maybe a dig in of itself, but like we played the best we could play. You know, with the, our players are our players. I don't think it's messed up to say, and this is just a status, a United status thing, but I think we showed up that day, and those are the players who showed up. Yeah. You know, you know Dan, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll save a rant. The only guy who uh, you know is on my shit list, um, Pereira, he feels like that. Do you, did you ever see that movie, The Benchwarmers? No, no, I missed he, that he, one. <laughs> Oh, you missed that one? Adam Sandler classic. Snub for the snub for the Oscars. So uh, <laughs> go back and watch that one. Sure. But there's basically like a 25-year-old Dominican pitcher who just hands over a, a, a fake birth certificate in crayon saying, I am 16, <laughs> and they let him play. And I feel like Pereira's the guy who's like, I am Brazilian. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. I mean, he just seems like just a, like a half step off, you know, half step off from being a uh, like a really productive player. I mean, I think he puts in a shift, and I think he, by and large, does the right things, but he's just not good enough. You know, yeah, he just I think doesn't he'll understand go... it as well as he, he might maybe could have. And you can only knock someone to a certain extent for not being good enough. And with Pereira, I mean, the signs have been there. He went on a couple loans. One was to Valencia, and I think United's a better team than Valencia. Maybe that's a hot take, but, I, I he, you know, if you're not successful on your loans how can you just come back into the first team of your parent club and succeed? So I think, you know, I wish the best for him. I hope he, if we ever sign new players, finds a team and, you know, finds his level. Um, But I'll tell you what, the, what really upset me the most from this game was the news that was made off the pitch with um, Rashford, his injury being announced as a double stress fracture, keeping him out for two to three months. And and that to me was sadder than anything that happened in the United Liverpool game. Yeah, of but course. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if you had other things you wanted to dive into in the game itself. Um, no, not particularly. I mean, I think, um, I I did just want to ask you if if um you're changing your opinion of Jordan Henderson at all, or if you still hate him. Ah, oh, Jesus. This is one of those things where I was going to do, I was just going to stay silent on it um, <laughs> and hope it didn't get brought up. Got it. Because I cannot tell a lie um, that he was impressive. He, yeah. he was impressive. And he's I been impressive. He's, yeah. But I mean, all it does is just tee him up for an unsuccessful Euro 2020. That, it's, it, it's a fact. It's you're a getting, fact. You're, you're getting, you know, vintage England ahead of a major competition. You have two of your better. Uh, your your best attacking options, getting hurt, being out for quite a bit of time. Uh, you know, Raheem Sterling seems to be playing well, mm-hmm. so that usually indicates mm-hmm. a, a regression to form there. Yeah, Jordan Henderson playing well. Yeah, I don't yeah. think you uh, go back on a take in a single moment. You go back on a take over time. Mm. And this Jordan Henderson take has just been one that's been proving me wrong throughout the season. I'd love to drop him into a different team and see if he's uh, the leader that he is on Liverpool. But uh, yeah. Can't knock the guy. He, he, you have to give him credit. Playing, he's point. been playing some great, yeah, some great football. Yeah, yeah. So, is that the answer you wanted? I'm sorry to Are do you? that to you, but I mean, I just, I, I didn't like the guy, and I've, I've, I've come around. I don't, I don't, I don't like him. You know, I hope that he does poorly, but it's just, you watch yeah. him and you hope that he messes up, and he just doesn't, and he's doing yeah. it really in a, I'd say almost a true box to box sense. Like he's, he's, he's putting shots on goal and he's getting stuck in on the other end. He seems to be really the linchpin of the midfield, and the midfield was the big question mark for them this year, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he's inserted himself to the point where um, he, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, and you can go blow for blow. I mean, another United defense mechanism that I don't like is, oh, we didn't have Pogba or Rashford, which mm-hmm. is fair, but I don't think you can lean your case on that. Liverpool didn't have Fabinho. And, you know, we've, we've had question marks about their midfield, but... Um, all those players have stepped up. Uh, Ox, like Oxlade-Chamberlain kind of converting to a central attacking midfielder. Um, and then Henderson, as you mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. Just impressive midfield. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, that was all I wanted to ask you on the game. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the one thing I'll lament on United, as I mentioned, with, with uh, the Rashford injury being announced, is that he literally carried the team on his back until it broke. 
in the most literal sense. And what makes me upset and a little cynical as a United fan is that while our players are breaking, their bodies are breaking down from being overplayed, we're haggling pennies and cents on the Bruno Fernandez deal. Yeah. And we're talking about value in the market. And it, it takes a uh, – Edward Ward, I think, all stick aside, is a smart person. So he's. I, I think it takes a dumbass to, to see that we have such a bare, threadbare squad that we're just not replacing. So right. that means his motives are a little more sinister than just being stupid. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it, it, it's hard to really wrap your head around it. Um, you do have another, you know, week and a half to sort out things in this window. And I think that the Rashford injury news... Um, yeah came as fortunate news for sporting and their negotiation you know i think it's a little bit easier for them to uh to pull this off but um i was looking this up the impact of the rashford the rashford injury um he has scored 39 percent of united's goals in the premier league this year it is that's I, mighty big of you coming from a rashford hater well, I mean, that's just a fact. Like, I, 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 don't, I, I do not like the guy, and I likely will never like the guy, but he's scoring at a remarkable clip mm-hmm. for United. Um, I'm going to sneak in trivia for you right now, James. Ooh, who, are the three, who are the three other players in the Premier League that have a higher percentage of their team's goals than Marcus Rashford? Marcus Rashford is fourth. So you said he has 30-something percent of United's goals? 39%. So... 38.9 to be exact, but looking for the three players who have scored a higher percentage of goals for their respective team. Okay. This season? This season, yes. Uh, Aguero? No. Oh. Harry Kane? Uh, no. Oh, this is bad. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I'm, I'm wrapping my head around percentage. So it can be like a team doesn't score a lot of goals. Okay, so, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Timu Puki. Correct. He's third. Yeah. Okay. Th- I'm, 40, I'm reorienting. Forty-three point five percent. Yeah. Aguero's way off. I was. Um. I was worried about you there. He scores twenty-three point four percent, and he's second in the league in scoring. That should tell you all you need to know about City. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. I. But I, yes. Uh, Timo Pukki. I fired from the hip, and now I'm aiming. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Raúl Jiménez. That's a good guess. He's actually surprisingly low on this. At, Jesus. At um, just under thirty percent. Oh, okay. Um, Danny Danny Ings. Danny Ings is number one on this list at forty eight point three percent. Okay. And then, uh, uh, Tammy Abraham. He's 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 further down the list. Thirty three. He scored a third of Chelsea's goals in the Premier League, right, but well, not your for answer. the benefit of the cast. Um, I've clearly. Shotgun sprayed my way across yes. this trivia. So why don't you? Yeah, give you've, us you've hit just about right everyone answers. on the goal scorers list. The one you missed <laughs> is Pierre Emerick Aubameyang at forty six point seven percent. I forgot Arsenal scored goals. No, just well, that's that's the thing. Just the, just the one. <laughs> that that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, and that's because I was I was um, Aubameyang's obviously out for three games with the red card, and yeah. uh, I was there's been much talk like who's where the goal is going to come from uh and so i looked that up and yeah it's a it's a it's a big loss for united and you know they Uh hard to spin this in any other positive than uh well the other kids will get a chance to run out it's it's sad it's really sad because when you have bright spots in the season in what is otherwise a pretty shocking season right there's nothing worse than having those just ripped away from you it's like oh well rashford's having a career season like nope out till april Right. When the season's about to be uh, over, so yep. Yep, it, it, it's yep. a tough one, and maybe it, yeah. I mean, I think the smart thing, if you look at you know, I mean, what what, are you, what is your perspective here? Like, are you is does this change your uh, ambitions for top four? You know, you're five points off the pace right now, and it's not obviously out of sight, especially the way Chelsea's playing. But yeah, I think um, I here's my cynical take. I don't think anything's going to happen with ownership which is 100%. I know nothing's going to happen with ownership. But Woodward, I'm, I think it's unlikely he leaves. So I think if we don't make top four, I think Ollie um, gets the axe. I think, I think that's the realistic take of what's going to happen. And I, I, couldn't be, I couldn't be asked. I don't know. I just, 
I want to see the club taking the right steps. And if we make top four based on what we've been doing, it almost validates those wrong steps. I don't know if that's a weird thing to say, because obviously I want my club to do well. But we have not just been prioritizing the club. Like, sign players. That's priority number one. Sign players to fill out the squad depth. Keep developing, keep playing good football, and then I can actually take it seriously that we're challenging for positions in the table. So you'd Obviously, like, top four is important, but yeah. sign players. So you, January yeah, I mean, and you, in the summer. You're, 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 you're at a place where it's almost... It's like you, you, you almost want them to have the situation force their hand because you don't believe that it'll organically happen, and you think like the path that they're on is not going to lead you to compete with Liverpool. Yeah, I think it, there's a weird thing happening right now where I think we're on a path for destruction. Like, I don't know if Arsenal-esque is the right word. But I think our position in the table is deceiving. I think the saving grace is that we're in touching distance of top four, but I think everything we've seen in and around the club this season has been negative, And it's on a bad path. And it needs to be fixed. So my prioritization is build out the squad. Sign players, get your checkbook out, and mm-hmm. then we'll actually have something that we can get behind. Sure. Because if if this isn't a wake up call now, I don't know what it is. What it is going to be like? Imagine if Greenwood didn't break out. It, you know, right. you know. Think about yeah. think about Brandon Williams if he didn't break out. Like, what are we looking at here? And um, we've gotten a few lucky breaks, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to make this a United Eulogy podcast. Yeah, they're not done yet, folks. But hey, Burnley, uh, Burnley coming up. Burnley just got a, a win. They just beat Leicester. They sure did. Yeah. They sure did in the scrappiest, most Burnley way possible. So I'll defend my take from the uh, season grade. But yeah. hey, yeah, no, Burnley no, no, and, no need to get into that. Burnley and Brighton are my homies in the in the bottom half. Those two teams, I I really I really just like to root for. Mm. I'm a Bournemouth guy myself, and we'll get there. Sure. Actually, transition. You're right. Uh, we don't really talk enough about bottom of the table dog fights on Prem to the Prem. I feel like we don't give them their due. Well, let's change that. Let's. Norge Bournemouth, 20th, 20th versus 19th. And I, Patrick, I think you mentioned a funny uh, take on Bournemouth's disposition towards this game before the cast. Yeah, so if you're, uh, you know, you're in a relegation battle, you're 19th place, uh, there's just one team you can't lose to, and that's the team that's in 20th place. And uh, Burnmouth pulled it off. They sh- yeah. Well, pulled off what? Losing to the team in the one team they can't lose to. <laughs> they th- yeah. The game plan was executed. I mean, yeah, if we want to get plan. into talking, if we want to get into talking points, uh, Steve Cook executed a game plan. Yeah. I like yeah. to call it. I like to call it a Luis Suarez, but completely absent of context. <laughs> it's. It, it was. Um, I struggled to figure this one out. Uh, for yeah. those for those of you who um, didn't watch the game between nineteenth and twentieth place, um, Steve Cook, defender on Burnmouth, um, lost his goddamn mind. Uh, he, yeah. the goalkeeper was beat, I believe, or came out a little too far on goal. I can't really came out. Re- yeah. re- remember the context, but um, somebody on Norwich, uh, maybe Cantwell, was just had a real nice uh curler that was just gonna go into the middle of the goal there's no goalie steve cook defender 31st minute dives to save it with his hands hell of a save it was a good save uh yes i mean if we're objectively grading a save it's i'm not gonna say save of the season but uh england needs a third keeper right and (laughs) jesus uh (laughs) I, i i suppose yeah with the way that those keepers tend to perform. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he gets rightfully so sent off, and then his team's down a man and a goal after yeah. Pookie converted the yeah. the penalty kick with 60 minutes to go on the road. And or, the reason I I was yeah, going to say the, the reason I call it a Luis Suarez absent of context is if you'll remember in the 2010 World Cup, uh, he he playing for Uruguay just blatantly handled a ball on the goal line, but that was in the 90th minute to stop his team from going down and effectively knocked out. And then they went on to win that game in penalties. So yeah, you, you understand the thought process, even though there's no, it's, it's not um, becoming of the game. We're talking Steve cook, nil, nil 30 minutes in 
sprawling out to make a save. Yeah, and if you <laughs> and so that's with no context. And with some context, Norwich City has given up more goals than anybody in the Premier League this year. And two other teams have given up nine goals and eight goals in a single game. So they, like they give up a lot of goals, you know, yeah. to a point where you got to expect that you'll be able to score. And you have 60 minutes to score. Ooh, There's a lot man. of game left. And it's I a think, it's a it's a it's a crazy move. So obviously the way it played out, um, Norwich going on to win. Uh, did it? It ended one nil, right? Correct, one nil. Norwich actually yeah, got somebody so that sent was, off later so down the. They did, yeah. And we can get to that, but I think uh, the look of Eddie Howe in the post match interview was that of a broken man. Oh, it was so sad. So he's getting he's getting pressed, and uh, we'll actually try a new first on Prem de la Prem. We'll put the clip in and let you guys have a listen. If I knew there was one thing I could do, then obviously I would I would go away and do it. Um, can I work harder? No, I don't think I can. Um, otherwise, I would. You know, it's it's it, you lay it out every day to try and give the team the best possible chance of winning. It's not happening at the moment, and we're in this business to to get points and to get wins and to um, achieve our objectives. And if you're not doing that, then then certainly it's a difficult time. So yeah, I mean, Eddie Howe, uh, when asked. Could I try, or he's, you can see he's having a battle with himself. Could I try harder? No, I don't think I can. Really? Yeah, it was, it, it was sad because we talked about it last week, how uh, Eddie Howe, uh, you know, he brought this team up, you know, and he was, before the start of this season, he was, um, he was rumored for, okay, if the Everton to the Arsenal job become available, is he the one to step up? Is he the, the young, you know, younger English manager that can step into one of these larger clubs? Uh-huh. Uh, and He's done remarkable things with that that squad um, to get them into the Premier League, to keep them into the Premier League, uh, and he's in, in he's in another relegation battle, or not another mm-hmm. relegation battle, but a relegation battle. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I mentioned it. There's been a slow, steady decline in, in league position for Burnmouth over yeah. the last three years. It's I I feel for the guy. I feel for the guy because I think he is doing everything he can. It did feel like one of those things that could just go on for an eternity. Eddie Howe managing Bournemouth and finishing 13th or 14th in the Premier League. Just every season. I just took that for a given. And now it's like it's like a kid who discovers everyone dies someday. Yeah. Bournemouth has discovered their own mortality in the Premier League. <laughs> and it's how do you react? Oh, man, it's so sad. It was... Yeah, Norwich... I, I just did a quick little research since the... In the last three months, Norwich had kept, kept um, two clean sheets. Oh, they were a defensive disaster. One of them was to Burnmouth, oddly enough. But they, yeah, you, you got to expect you'd be able to score. This, I can't get over the Steve Cook thing. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh-huh. anyhow, it's, um, I, I hope they stay up. And I hope that he gets a, um, I mean, I think he has a, a decent amount of recognition. What would you say? Would you say he's underrated, overrated, aptly rated? Um, Oh man, I feel like people nowadays go swing so quickly from sure a, one side of rated to the other. Um, I think his level is a Premier League manager. Um, there were I had mentioned on the pet cast I would have liked him to go to Everton, which would have been like a very big challenge for him. Some people even threw out his name for Arsenal and United, which I think is a little lofty. So I think he's too good to manage Bournemouth if they get relegated. It will be a sad day if he were to leave because I think the then you you separate the nucleus of Bournemouth's identity and the only place I see them going is further down. But Eddie Howe is a person I think has done a phenomenal job with them and deserves to stay in the Premier League if it's not with that club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well, no, I think that's fair. Yeah, um, we you had touched on it. Quick shout out to VAR, Paul Tierney, uh, another another first in the Premier League in this modern era. It's the first time, the first time a ref went to check the monitor in game and actually came up with the right decision to award a red card for Godfrey on Norwich later in the game in a challenge that looked pretty similar to what Obama Young did uh, the week before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just looked like a, a striker's challenge, you know. Yeah. And this right. From right, right, right call to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I was, I was talking about the Obama Young one. I didn't realize right, that right, guy right. was a defender. Yeah, got to protect the shield. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> hey, I mean, he got the result, and he gets uh, three days off, paid leave. I assume paid leave. That is dope. It's like PTO. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Jacques oh. is up to. Got. He's on to something. Yeah, Jacques has got the right idea. Just piss off the fans so much that you get to go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. No, it was cool to see that. I think that I think the VAR is when when it comes to like new like governing bodies doing doing things, um, change is usually very very slow. And VAR has been no no um, no secret. There's been a bit of a disaster this year for the Premier yeah. League. But they for for an organization of this size, they're iterating pretty damn quickly. Like they, I uh, I don't know. I think they're iterating in the sense of throwing stuff at the wall. But yeah, but like it's it's if it's not working, why not change something? Yeah, and I think they are. This is that trial and error season. Uh, some say it's it's the prem de la prem of Premier League innovations, where yeah. they're just trying a bunch of shit out. Something's gonna work. Sticks. Something's did, gonna work. I did see something that just. I mean, I, I I think Arsenal are exactly where they deserve to be, but I saw something on Reddit which was like the <laughs> if VAR didn't well, exist, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, with that what, precursor. <laughs> yeah, what would the table be? It was like without VAR this year, Arsenal would be have nine more points and be in fifth. And I was oh like, my oh, that's, God. why why you got to do that to my brain? Like I know yeah, we're shit. You remember don't it. tease me. Don't tease yeah. me. <laughs> you don't agree with it in the moment, but you remember it. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. We also got I think boned by one this weekend, but you know. we'll get there Um, last thing I'll say for anyone who thinks a a bottom three scrap is not like a must watch game on the on the card for the weekend I would challenge you on that because I think this one was highly entertaining and it was 19th first 20th yeah it's the same it's it's just desperation and I think that's what the promotion relegation system breeds is is um, every game matters every game matters And, and if you got teams that are literally scrapping for their lives yeah. Uh, well, not literally, but they're yeah. you know, Premier League lives. Uh, it's a lot's on the line, and it's it's completely fantastic TV. And it's usually more um, a little bit more insane because the quality's a little lower too. It's like when yeah. uh, like Liverpool and City go at it. There's like it's tense, but there's quality. Uh, Norwich and Burnmouth got. I mean, you got two red cards. You know, crazy shit can happen. Oh, completely. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it's just due for fireworks. I do want to touch on something moving on from that to just uh, a mentioning of VAR and a mentioning of the man himself. So it's only apropos that Mike Dean's milestone refereeing game, I forget what it was, like 500, uh, I think. 500 games in charge. He got given the Arsenal Sheffield game. And uh, Martin Atkinson got his, in the booth, too. Martin Atkinson in the booth is just a who's who of. Arsenal cuckage, and when they presented him to the field at the Emirates for this milestone occasion, you just get booed by the fans. Good. <laughs> Good. How did you feel having that man preside? I mean, it's always, like, I don't like watching him referee an Arsenal game, but God damn it, do I love watching him referee. Like, I love watching him referee a game. He's a show. You don't want him refereeing your game. It's right. like, it's the way I feel about Mourinho. I don't want him at United, but I want him around. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He is, he is a showman. He's an artist, um, but he's a Spurs fan, so I don't. Want Will him. he be remembered positively? Um, he's he'll, no Howard Webb, but I think he'll be like remembered <laughs> as like meme a meme culture, like well remembered. You know, yeah. I think people will yeah. will miss having him around. Arsene like, Wenger um, notably called him a disgrace. There's a ref in the Joey Crawford was the re- the guy that gave everybody technicals in the NBA. He was remembered yeah. like that. I don't think anyone okay. liked him, but I think everyone misses him. Yeah, you uh, you hate to see him go, but you love to watch him leave. That's not right. No, just give me another. Yeah, no, I'll come back. I'll get, I'll get one back. Run it back. Okay, fill some time. Um, another thing, just my random musings. Uh, Chelsea is officially bringing back who wants to finish in the top four, aka Banter FC. Love it. (laughs) You're still in with a shout. You're still in with a shout. (laughs) Don't tell me that, because you know we're not. But like. We could be, you know. Yeah. yeah, it could be. Like if we just beat Sheffield United at home. Yeah, like when we, you start looking at when you can string three wins together, just like it's so easy and you've done it the entire season. Like if we string together three wins here. Yeah, if we only increase our win count by 150%. We still have six wins, James. Six oh wins. Oh, my God. There's plenty of other teams on six, but here's a list of teams with less than six. Watford, Burnmouth, Norwich. That's the end of the list. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. I'm laughing with you. Um, I'm laughing with me at this point too. Like it's yeah, you know, <laughs> there it's Matt. a it's a show, guys. David Louise, we missed last week. My freak of the week last week was David Louise for attempting a 50 yard free kick, 50 <laughs> yards, and he still and, uh, sent it to Rosie. He tried Arsenal the knuckle. In, Arsenal in a nutshell, like no one 
like no one stepped to him after that and was like, don't ever fucking do that again. It was like the cut mm-hmm. to Arteta. He's just like looking at him like you got like you just do that. Like, I think it's yeah. the boldness of a move like that. It's an ultimate power move. The center back taking a 50 yard free kick shot on goal yeah. in a one one game. Well, you mentioned Arteta. You've just landed on the daily double square in jeopardy because Arteta <laughs> is <laughs> Arteta. Shout out Ken Jennings, who is officially the goat. Anyway, he was I digress. He was always the goat in our heart. You're right. Mikel Arteta, you bring him up. He's my freak of the week. And you want to know why? I feel like he cares too much about subtly reminding people that he worked under Pep, that he worked under Pep. Like everything he does. Like the I saw his post-match interview with a mock turtleneck and like he has hair. I don't he's think looking he's going to go as far as shaving it he's off. Looking but good. Like he's like, "Hey, did you guys know I managed with Pep? Did you guys know I was at Man City?" Um, might have rubbed off on me a little bit. Is this the uh, first podcast we're doing after the Arteta appointment that wasn't the recap one? We, the one before that, it was like about to get announced or it was, mm. I think we broke the news to be fair. Oh, that's right. We've broken two managerial appointments um, this year. Don't at me. I think we legitimately broke the Mourinho, like just out of dumb timing and luck. Right. Or maybe we were, we were using words like about to be, but um, I think what was as good as broke. Yeah, I think what happened was um, there were rumors of it happening, and we um, we confirmed those rumors. So right, were we the first to report it? I don't know. We'll let you be the I judge. Would, I would like the credit. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. ESPN, as reported by Prem Lepron. But I'll tell you, I love, I love, I love getting reminded that this guy managed under Pep. I, I think that's great. I'm sure I think you these do. players should be I like, think it's you yeah. Need that. I don't, I don't give a shit. I mean, I'm, I love. I don't think, I mean, obviously Arsenal's put plenty of, of, uh, of feet wrong, but I don't, I don't think Arteta's put a foot wrong since he's gotten the door. You know, I think he's, I don't know if it's going to stick. I don't know if he's going to be able to turn this thing around. Um, but it's, I think it's a bold, bold appointment um, by, by the board. This is a guy yeah. who, at one of the biggest clubs in the world, say what you will about him, take a shot. I mean, even if they're not top 10, uh, they're, they're, they've got to be a top 15, 20 club in the world. To appoint somebody who has never managed before is a bold, bold appointment. Uh, it is. So I'm, I'm, I'm here bold. for the long haul. So I'm going to take the positives because like, you don't make an appointment like that, like thinking we're not going to at least ride it out for a while. Like you got to be good with what's going to happen. Yeah, um, it's a long-term appointment. I think yeah. you're in a funny situation where, you you know, you say he hasn't put a foot wrong and – he hasn't necessarily, you know, he won you the United, the United game, but he hasn't necessarily been winning you games since he came in the way caretaker Ollie did. But I think you're in a similar situation now to United and Ollie where you're like, who, who do you blame? You know, who do you point the finger at? You know, it's, it's not Arteta. You got bigger fish to fry. But if nothing changes, how long can you go before the ire shifts to Arteta? For me, for me, it's going to take a lot because... What I think that, you know, Arsenal fans have known for a while, um, but though the optimists in us, myself included, um, try to forget every year, is that Arsenal needed a culture a culture change. They yeah. needed a shift in mentality. And we don't like to say it because we love Wenger, um, but, you know, even he had lost that dressing room by the end. There was there's, – there's an entitlement to this squad that um, – this club, you know, that we, like, we should be that good, but we just aren't, and we don't have the mentality to do it. And you're even looking at these results. Like, I love that what, 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 they're, what they're doing a lot of the time, but they can't see out a result. They can't see out a result at home, and it's almost like the self-fulfilling prophecy almost. And, uh, and so where I say Arteta hasn't put a foot wrong, I wanted to see change in a culture standpoint. I want to see a change in the mentality, uh, and I want to see that progress being made knowing that, you know, like even just looking at the best case scenario, what Klopp's done with Liverpool, it took him five or six years to pull it off. Sure. So sure. it's a long, long thing for Arteta to do. And so every single time I'm like, that wasn't good enough. That first half against Leeds wasn't good enough. You know, I hear he just lit the players up in the dressing room and, and, and you know, they came out and they showed it in the second half. I'm like, okay, I don't, I could give a, a shit what happened in the first half against Leeds on the field. It is what it is. That's Arsenal's quality. We have, you know, maybe we pull things up enough in the league to get into Europa League football, but like, it, 
what is a successful season at this point? Like, I think it's hard to put a, anything on it. So I just want to see that progress, and I want to see yeah. it culturally. I want to see it in the mentality, culture. the press, sure. you know. And as long as that's happening, I'm going to be okay with whatever results come from it, certainly through the end of this season, uh, you know, just looking at, mm-hmm. you know, the squad that we have. Mm-hmm. You know? I think uh, I think your mentality is spot on. My, ca- my cautionary tale, you mentioned – Klopp, which is now well documented that you know the five-year plan is 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 paying off or I, I forget how long it's more than five years i think but um let's not forget that the ownership was very much backed and trusted over at anfield and um you're gonna go down this experiment where obviously patience is the order of the day and time and culture shift but it's it's keeping tabs on the move that you make in the boardroom and and the, the transfers and just overall management from up high, uh, can you give Arteta that same kind of backing that Klopp got? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's well documented that your ownership is not trusted. Y- oh, of course, yeah, of course, uh, and I think that this is. But I also, I also think that this is. Um, you know, I, th- I think this is kind of the first experiment, though, with this ownership. You know, they they inherited yeah. Wenger, and then they were like, okay we want to be top four. Let's get a guy who's won something before. Let's get a guy with some credentials. And then it's like, okay, that didn't work. And so the hope is that they're saying, okay, we tried the short-term fix. That didn't work. Let's hit a reset button. Of course, this guy aligns with our long-term vision of the club and everything that Arteta Mm -hmm. says are things I think are really resonating with Arsenal fans right now. So you're like, okay, if those two things are tied, fantastic. That's what we're hoping. You're absolutely right though. That board could say in a year and a half results aren't good enough. And then, we're back to where we started. And I, and I think right. that's a perpetual motion to stay in the, uh, you know, in the top four race and not a title race. Yeah. Well, time will tell. Sure. I think it's uh, I think it's well said. I also wanted to give you that opportunity to wax poetic a little bit on the Gunners. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think as far as my arsenal rants and takes that, that one felt good. I'm it gonna, was very measured. I got to be honest. It was very measured. Best one of 2020. I wrote nothing down. Big lesson. <laughs> big lesson. Yeah. Big trust. Big trust. <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep it to a tight 60. We got some fun segments to close us out. Game of the week. I'm going to go ahead and say this one was low in value and therefore hard to choose. You said game of the week or goal of the week? Uh, I don't know what I said, but I meant goal of the week. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I do not recall. However, I mean uh, goal of the week. Almost did it again. Uh, Yeah, so I don't think there were any standout goals this week. Uh, but I'm giving mine to Jack Grealish against Brighton purely Ooh. for the, the takedown and shot combination. Um, and you know there's a little soft spot because Grealish is backing up my take that he's going to get called into the England team. So big ups to the lad. Yeah, that was a good goal. I like that. And he, yeah, he's, um, as far as exciting young English talents, um, certainly in the Premier League, I think he's, He's top of the list. I think Jaden Sancho yeah. is probably top of the putting list. Him, putting him but... right next to uh, Jack Rodwell. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I, had a, I had a tough time with um, this goal of the week. It was um, a tough one. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to go a little bit, um, I don't want to say like off, off theme, but I think that I'm, I'll actually let you decide whether you think this is good, but I'm giving mine um, to Isaac Hayden. Uh, the goal was just oh. a goal. It was a scrappy Premier League goal, but it was a goal okay. that got it got um, Newcastle three points against Chelsea. Happened in extra time, and you know Newcastle. I don't think is necessarily fighting a relegation battle, but you know there so, there's a lot of teams that are close to that that um, to, to to maybe the bottom five teams that could could fall into that relegation battle and. Getting a win like that puts you a little bit further outside of it. So I think that the the moment and the size of that goal are why I'm giving it the goal week. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it was, yeah, exactly what you just said. Not really to do with the goal at all. No, because there was it was um, quality wise. Aguero's first goal I thought was the best goal of the week, but I was what? Like, That's, yeah. <laughs> The one that the, it was mostly for the pass, for the cross, sure. But still, I was looking at that and I was like, "Yeah, that is a technically well taken goal." Um, I I respect. Right, the that's flex. what I'm saying. There's like nothing. There's nothing out there this week. So I'm going. I almost took Salas to be fair. With I you, would. You know? I would argue you and 
implore you to watch Jack Grealish's goal and tell me that it's not as good of a goal as um, the Aguero tap in. But you know, to each their own. I we always allow we, your, we always your perspective on the Hayden goal. That... Yeah, we always we always disagree on goal of the week. Sorry, go ahead. I said we always disagree on the the goal of the week. We always have we different tale as old as time. We always yeah, do. Yeah. Different well, strokes you know, fans, for different feel free folks. To chime in. What was? What... <laughs> yeah, as the wise man once said. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> All right, I got trivia. We got a menaculture and degenerate district, which I always struggle saying. But man, I love that segment. Let's roll through it. Was your trivia the one you offered up earlier? Yeah, that was my quick okay. one. Okay, uh, right. so I got one. I got one for you, big fella. Hit me. Uh, hold on a second, play it. <laughs> in okay, this is just a bit of a flex, so it's got a prelude to it that really has no bearings on the question. I just want to show you and the fans that I did some research. Okay, and that's you know that's the that's the kettle of fish right there. So <clears throat> in 2017-2018, the Centurion Man City team, which notably ended with 100 points on the year, through 22 games had 62 points. Right now, through 22 games, Liverpool have 64 points. So, on pace for the most successful point, you know, team based on points in the Premier League era. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, and we touched on this team, 20th place Norwich have 17 points through 23 games. Let me know if, you're not, if you fall off the map in tracking. But Norwich, 17 points through 23 games, and look pretty damn likely to go down. However... At this stage in the season, they already have more points than this team of last season got all season long. It was 16 points total, and what was that team? And this is a two-parter. So who is the worst team in the Premier League last season? So... Fulham Obviously, they're not around anymore. Yeah, I'm trying to just remember who went down. Fulham went down. Fulham was really bad. Who the fuck else went down? Man, I just forget about these teams when they when they go. Yeah, this team was real bad. Fulham. The thing is, I sh- I'm sure they beat Arsenal. To be fair, <laughs> I'm sure three of those points. <laughs> we can fact check that one. Um, let me know when you're throwing in the towel because I genuinely like forgot about this team as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm only even remembering Fulham that went down. Yeah, uh, well, it was it was Huddersfield. Oh, yeah. God, they were real bad. They were real bad, and they actually survived their first season, um, but this season clearly did not. Um, so they ended with 16 points. I, I don't think you're going to know this, but just as a little bit of a fun fact, in 2007-2008, a team finished with 11 points, which is on record as the worst points total in Premier League era. Do you know who that team is? In what year? 2007-2008. And I hear the mouse clicks, and I don't appreciate it. No, I was looking up who's in the where um, Huddersfield was in the championship. They are mm-hmm. in 20th of 24th. That's what I was looking up. Yeah, so they, okay. they were so bad. That it... That, it yeah, chaos but no, you is don't, That's not... Yeah. <laughs> that's also not like oh yeah Stokes down there that's good to see um, <laughs> I would guess I'm trying to think of a team that like really fell apart mm, nah they, oh they, uh, I, I'm just gonna throw some shit what about Bolton no that's a good guess though they were in the Premier League okay. at that time uh, yeah. this team has been in the news lately for famous Player dealings. Oh, I follow the news. <laughs> this news thing. <laughs> no, I don't. Right. I, I don't know. Uh, Darby County. Ooh, I did yeah. know about that. Yeah, Wayne Rooney, player manager, and Lampard obviously failed to get them to a playoff spot or through the playoffs, and now manages Chelsea, and apparently that's all okay. So, Darby County. <laughs> yeah. Let's move it. Okay. Men of culture. Patrick, I hear you've actually prepared a men of culture. Yeah, so I've got a, a new man of culture, um, which I'm not even sure if it's fit for the segment. I'm trying this out. Um, and an update on a previous one. I'm going to hit you with the update first. Um, previously, we talked about the Zlatan 
Ibrahimovic statue in Malmo. Yeah. Just wanted to give you guys an update. That is now completely cut down. So <laughs> the statue, if you remember, was built for Zlatan, who came up through the Malmo Academy, played for them for a year, and then had this illustrious career. Uh, and then he bought a stake in their rival club, thinking it would all be fine, and that statue has been defaced, yeah. burned, go wrong? and now chopped down. So that is my update on Meniculture. So it's just totaled. It was chopped earth. down. I don't know if it's going back. Gone. I can't imagine it would. No, I, it would be hard to see a double down of like, all right, let's put it back up. And I think everyone got their anger out. <laughs> if we know one thing about humans on Primal Primates that we're stubborn. Right. Um, uh, and yeah, rivalries. Yeah. Blood is thick in the water, as they say. That is true. J. Cole. Uh, what else? <laughs> Did you have another one? Yeah. Um, so this is one I'm not sure is a man of culture, but... Um, wanted to talk to you about a uh, an ethics question in soccer. I want to talk to you about a business opportunity. <laughs> and the ethics question is, is it okay to steal a loaf of bread to feed your family? And what I mean by that is in the Copa del Rey final, Real Madrid <laughs> midfielder Valverde <laughs> chops down... <laughs> chops down Morata on his way to bottle the game-winning chance and is yeah. justly shown a red card. Madrid, uh, Real Madrid later wins the game. You um, got a red card? For the, for the uh, yeah, for the, for the tackle. Oh, I thought he just got a professional yellow. No, no, he was clean in on goal and he chopped him down from behind. Ah, it was I a, see. It was a, okay. Yeah, he was clean in on goal, um, got a red card. Real Madrid later wins this game on penalty kicks. Valverde is also actually given man of the match in this, mm. uh, in this, in this game. Uh, p- did play a fantastic match prior. But I wanted to ask you, James, where do you stand on the blatant red card offense in the, um, in the pursuit of winning? A lot of people gave Luis Suarez, as you yeah, mentioned earlier Yeah, it's funny. That's episode, very topical to this episode. Yeah, a, a, a lot of stick for a blatant handball on the goal line um, that actually saw his Uruguayan team go from the quarterfinals to the semifinals in the uh, 2012 World Cup. And yeah. a lot of people gave him stick for that, but within the rules, everything was handled accordingly. So I just wanted to know where you, where you stood on that meter. Well, I think you have to evaluate in context. I think the fact that it's Alvaro Morata is a very important thing to point out because he was going to bottle it. So right. no harm, no foul, right? Um, sure. I think uh, taking myself out of a situation like if I was a Uruguayan fan and Luis Suarez did that, I'd be all for it, especially because they went on to win. Um, and I'd back him to the hilt. Whereas if I were a Ghana fan, I would hate him for the rest of my life. If I was an objective third party, I think I err on the side of saying, do what you need to do to win. That is um, now the official stance of the Prem de la Prem podcast, because I completely agree. I do know what you need it. to do to win. It's the referee's job to adjudicate so you know that and, maybe and, the referee those, ooh, maybe the referee can, they did can take it upon himself if it's that cynical of a foul to just give a red card to another person of his choosing and personal pleasing <laughs> so sergio ramos <laughs> <laughs> it's an and one referee yeah. style <laughs> and one. i do th- i do think that I've, we've got a lot of ideas for how to um change the game maybe over the summer we should yeah. do a um a lot of ideas innov- innovative world, rules podcast yeah 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 Ooh, an inno- yeah <laughs> big, big big world a lot of smells <laughs> james and patrick's dumb rules <laughs> tune in all right well i got two men of culture for you Hit me. uh it's mostly a best of social media which i think yields a lot of fun results so oxford city um a non-league team one of their players finn tap first of all what a name uh didn't notify his team that he was accepted and decided to go on love island the show so the team found out when the rest of the world found out when um they announced the cast and uh (laughs) (laughs) they wished him the best of luck in a press release saying they were not aware but that being said they do hope he finds love (laughs) on love island i mean that's a that's a big flex he was out injured wasn't he uh yeah, it was something like he was on a on a red or out injured, and he's like, well, I might as well make the most of it. 
Oxford City said apparently it was within protocol. So holy shit. fair play to the lad. I hope he wins. I don't know how it works, but I assume there were winners and losers. There's got to be. Never got to be, show, right? Though. All right. Well, next one. I do need to check that out. Uh, next one. I don't like. We don't. We don't like to dive too far into politics on Prem de la Prem. But uh, when the country of Iran offered an eighty million dollar bounty for President Trump's head, it raised a few eyebrows in the football world. And I feel like we need to talk about it. Here are some of the top <laughs> okay. tweets on the eighty million bounty. Uh, here's a tweet. So the leader of the free world is worth as much as Harry Maguire. Got it. (laughs) Here's another one from my favorite United account. 65 million in Lingard or no deal. (laughs) Oh my God. It's so good. Really makes you think about the value of players these days. Yeah, it's. So terrifying to joke about this, but it's so hard not to. These are just gold. These are gold. Yeah. I mean, I like to think, you know, it's like, was Hitler a good artist? I like to think you can separate out the context of the situation from the the subsequent football tweets. Or maybe, yeah, uh, yeah I don't yeah. know. Maybe I want that one back. Well, but... I mean, yeah, no one, no one talks about Jesus's carpentry, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, Patrick. End it with Degenerate District. Oh, wait. Hold up. This is a tie-in to Stonks, obviously, and I think you owe our good friend Ben Reed an apology for once again locking Arsenal and making him go down. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, ben, ben, ben should know the deal. He should You're know his the deal. financial analyst. And I will tell you, just for the record and for full honesty, had we done a podcast last week, I would have locked Arsenal against Sheffield United. Um, yeah, thank God we didn't. And I'm ready it, to do it again, James. No, no. Where does it no, stop? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Where does it stop? I'm not thank doing God. it. We're away to because I would use my I would use my veto. <laughs> I would use my veto. But no, James. I will let you. Um, I will say there's a lot of bets that I really do like this week. Um, okay. It actually, it's had time me, for you to get back. Yeah, back on the wagon. It had me really inspired to go back and uh, finish building up our our website so I could actually list out my picks for every game because I think there are there's money to be made this week, James. Um, I love it. Did you did we win anything last week? Just to be clear, um, I won a decent amount on the um, LSU Clemson game, <laughs> but no, I lost all my Premier League bets. But my lock but of the in week the, in this the context week, of Ben, yeah, none of them. Okay, yeah. Got it. My lock of the week this week um, is Sheffield United plus one and a half goals at home against Manchester City. I think giving. Okay. Sheffield two goals there can't be done they are um one of the best defensive teams in the league I don't think that they're going to get uh really beat by two goals I just don't see it happening and that's minus 145 minus 145 for a plus one and a half line Sheffield at home to City just look at those two teams the way they're playing yeah City is sketchy but I think the way to beat City is with going after their defense. And I don't think Sheffield is really set up to do that. Although maybe at home, you know, maybe they've got the, the team spurring them on. They're a good um, pressing team. They're a good pressing team. Proper English team. They just get stuck right. in. I don't hate it enough to veto it. So Ben, that's another $10 or your hundred going on Pat's lock. I just want to make that known. Yep. My crock right. of the week, James. And you feel good about that. Okay. Oh yeah. I feel great about that. Okay, ben should too. It is your it's line. not Ben's money. The winnings are his. The money is ours. We bet Fair. it, he wins. So he should be rooting for me. He should not be against me. And I like positive reinforcement, Ben. So no matter what happens, I need you with Speak me. Speak up. Crock of the week. Um, I'm taking Wolves at home against Liverpool at Whoa! plus 450 on the outright win. Oh, my um, God. And, and, James, I'm just trying to will will an uh, unbeaten season out of existence and i'm trying yeah, to you're speak truth Wolves to power here it's gonna do it yeah. james i think that um it's a pretty safe bet what my crock of the week's gonna be every week from here to on out well you you Money make line. the choices i control the funds and i'm telling you right now i'm not placing that bet on wolves but i respect your right to say it oh man it looks so good <laughs> plus no it does not 
Oh. It does not look good. Plus four fifty. Oh man, Wolves are a sexy team right now. They they're just so no. They just right threw this. They just threw the kitchen sink at Southampton. Oh, they're so sexy, dude. They were down two, and then they came back three so goals. So hot right now. Oh, they're so hot right now. They're in fifth again. Oh right, well, again, I, I respect your right to crock, but I, I'm not putting that on the sheet. That's fine. Um, but I do also just want to shout out two other lines that I think indicate where we are in the title race. Um, okay. Liverpool to win the title is minus eight thousand right now. That means yeah, I mean, hundred dollar bet would get you a dollar and twenty five cents. Looking like a snack. And by comparison, um, Manchester City to win for those of you that really just want to believe, um, plus thirty three hundred hundred dollar bet would get you thirty three hundred dollars. Not worth yeah. it. Not a recommendation. No. That is just no, me letting it. you know. Where the odds makers think this season's going. All right. Well, and that's uh, it for the district. No spicy meat the ball. So I will go ahead and drop your lock in. Um, but we'll we'll have a we'll have a candid conversation if it doesn't pan out next week. James, you have full veto power. So I I appreciate you trusting me. Yeah, I'm I'm no. We're early. We're early. So I'm gonna let it ride. Okay. Okay. And uh, Ben, you know, wear your lucky socks next weekend. All I think right. uh, I think that's all we got. Patrick, you want to send us out? Yeah, I'm just looking at this Bucknell Colgate spread. Looking pretty good. <laughs> Tasty in the second half. So I'm going to go hit that up. Man. Um, the Bucknell betting. Buckaroos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're um, – keep letting us know what you guys think of things. Uh, we are trying a lot of stuff, and we're trying to really lock in on that uh, 13 special sauces formula kfc style for what makes a great podcast and so Mm-mm, ask so us questions yeah exactly ask us questions we love to talk about what you guys want us to talk about unless it's chelsea carl just ask questions around just it. can just it us. just yeah can it uh but no um appreciate you guys yeah big love big trust we'll see you guys next week prem del prem match week 24 recap our kobe week farewell Ooh. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.